0: Okay, can we can we banter first? Yeah, we can. I don't want to jump in upset, too hard, upset, too fast, right? Let's lighten the mood, baby. Just you and me. Let's. You know what? I wish I wish that we were doing the podcast together, so that before every episode, we could turn on some Phil Collins, activate a humidifier, and just lay down next to each other, just a little scene. <laughs> <at> the <ceiling. laughs>
1: and then just like, and like lightly brush hands. Yeah.
0: you know. And that's that's all I want. <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. <laughs> welcome to the crunch it is your boy ethan
1: and i'm patrick
0: i i feel so my body's kind of whacked out today is it (laughs) i well i'm under this weird spell i think where it's my last week home actually leave today well, I guess this episode will be out when I'm in Tulsa already. Yeah, for a week,
1: I'll but be in Hawaii. Um,
0: yeah, but I'm in like I'm in this weird state where I have to get a lot of things done, and my body's just deciding, meop, 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 you're gonna lay down. And I know that that's up to me to control, but I've just been so tired. And it's is that how do I? I don't want to be tired anymore, Pat. You don't want to be a tired
1: worry. boy. Here's what you do. You go to bed on time, you wake up real early and you drink a ton of coffee. You drink at least three hundred milligrams of coffee. Okay.
0: Three hundred milligrams of coffee or coffee with three hundred milligrams of caffeine. Because three hundred milligrams of coffee is just a quick (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Okay. Three hundred
1: milligrams of caffeine. And then (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, you need you need you need never mind. Okay. And then you just you just go throughout your day and you stop drinking coffee at two PM, okay? And then you work out at two PM. You just just go just go ham, right? Right in the afternoon. Have a big dinner at five. Huge dinner. A huge dinner. Drink Lots your prote- of protein. And then drink your protein shake right before you go to bed at nine uh, PM. Okay. <laughs> and then you sleep until until 7 a.m. Is this what you and you, you do that? No. You do that for a week and then you'll feel <laughs> amazing.
0: Okay. Well, here's I'll tell you this, right? So last week I was really, really good at getting up early and I would go on a run and then I would go to my holy hour, and then I would go to mass, and I would come back. And I would feel great. I'll be like, Man, the whole day's in front of me, I can get stuff done. I did that for like four days and then it rained on Friday. And so Friday morning I was like, I don't wanna run in the rain. And so I slept and then I didn't do it again.
1: That's the thing, is like like when you I try to build a habit, but then something
0: inevitably comes up and I'm like, Well, there are no alternatives. So
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, the building habits is really hard. Building habits you have to do for like thirty days straight. Yeah. Um, and you have to do it little by little because you get these like huge, like wide swaths of victory right off the bat. Yeah. And then and you're, you're like, like I'm I can do this so forever.
0: Great. My whole life has changed. My kids are going to see me doing this. Yeah. And, and, you're, then, and
1: you're like and you're like, I'm going to get to talk about this on the podcast. And then you don't even make it to the next podcast. Yeah. And then in two <laughs> days, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, gosh, dang it. And then like God. you have the sniffles a little bit. So you're like, I can't do it
0: today. And you just it's not worth it.
1: But that's the thing Ethan you just got to you just got to get back up on the horse. But the thing about sleeping is that getting good sleep is hard. It's hard to get back into the groove of good sleep. It takes it takes mm-hmm. it takes a uh, quite a few days to get a your sleeping time. habits because you can be like, "Oh, I'll go to bed early tonight. I'll be fine." But like you woke up at 10, so like your body's not ready to go to sleep at 9 yeah. p.m., you know, it's all You got to roll it hours. back. Like, you got to you got to like roll it back little by little. Or what you can do is wake up really early so that you're extremely tired earlier in the day. But that's really hard to do. So anyway. I feel
0: like th- these things like this make me firmly believe that I'm still going through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> because they always tell you your body's changing. It's raging against you. you got, you're going to be tired. You're going to be really hungry. You're going to have a lot of energy. And sometimes you'll have no energy. Yeah. And you're really going to like people of the opposite sex. And so for me, I'm like, what's different? <laughs> How is is it over? When's it gonna be over? Well,
1: as my female friends love pointing out, men don't finish maturing until twenty five.
0: Is that true? I think so. I feel like my brain's. I don't know. Off every
1: woman me. I've ever met says that. Okay, hold on. I have a rant about this. I every every time I talk about maturity with people, someone yeah. brings up the well, you know, women mature faster than men, and it's just. Just, yeah, what if they don't though? What if they cuz I I know I know that doesn't mean that like every woman matures sounds like faster an than every man. You know, it's just like it it sounds like an immature thing to say. It's true and it's it's uh
0: so who's really immature? Yeah, it's not Answer, me. It's still us. It's
1: still me. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh, I think I I just think that uh yeah, we all need to be we all need to support each other better. No more no more support for late night adventures no more support for sleeping in no more support for too much screen time yeah. we're gonna have books we're gonna have coffee and we're going to we're gonna wear face masks when we go to bed to block out the light and, and the, the only
1: haters. the only i thought you meant <laughs> i thought you meant like the face masks like spa face masks and i was here i for do it. that too I'm and it really
0: it. exfoliates me baby. honestly
1: i'm like my skin is immaculate like you can't even touch it i um, really
0: have i did one with my team this year and they're real it was, fun it looked like a panda <laughs> and so I kind of looked like a panda for a couple of minutes. My
1: problem is I can't I can't do a full face mask because of the
0: beard because the beard. Yeah, because yeah. you, well, like you can do the peel rookie mistake. You got to trade the beard for good skin.
1: Honestly, I mean, if I shaved, I would have great skin because it that shaving is like really good for exfoliating. Is it? Yeah. It, you get a bunch of dead skin
0: off with the hair. Every time I shave, I bleed. You're not shaving right then, buddy. <laughs>
1: You gotta is it you gotta ex- get some exfoliating high quality through the various cuts get, and
0: lacerations that I form on my face. You
1: gotta get some quality quality uh, shaving ingredient from today's sponsor is Dollar Shave. I'm kidding. It's not. Oh, that would be so. Wouldn't that, that be awesome if we were segue, a real podcast? If we had a Dollar Shave
0: Club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one Dollar day, Shave man. Club
1: sponsor our podcast. Skillshare, Amazon, uh, Audible, and I would um, I would do ExpressVPN, Nord,
0: NordVPN. Oh, oh, this is sorry. This is uh, this, this is kind of awkward. awkward. I would do MeUndies. I will do the mattress store. I'll do oh, Casper. That one, yeah, yeah. If you want to buy rental insurance, like all those things, we can sell just all of please.
1: these. All of these people are oh, Experian credit check. Um, please all of someone these, someone contact us for an ad. Please. All of these, all of these companies are getting free ad time right now. So, why not just pay us for the why ad? Not time just pay that us? you already got. It's like, it's really easy send them a.
0: Send them a bill. We
1: just send them an invoice. All of our yeah. thousand of subscribers <laughs> listened to this ad and they like it.
0: All of our potentially dozens of listeners to this episode who are people are still listening to this episode.
1: The um some someone else contacted us for an ad, by the way. I'm really excited. We're gonna we nice. I I looked into them and they're really solid. So this is cool. a pre ad for that ad. Stay tuned. <laughs> Get excited. <laughs> Get for excited. The I'm ad. really excited. But the problem is it's like a serious, it's not the Catholic card game. So where we could just do a bit. Do it's, a like bit. A real thing. it's like a real thing that like oh, no. they want to recruit people for. So it's like we have to do our research and you know. I hate that. I know it's the worst. Anyway, so oh, I I um I'm having I'm having a good day. Yeah. I, uh Start. I've been playing guitar a lot recently. Really? Yeah. That's not to do with my day. That's to do with like my oh. life recently. So like I oh, I okay. bought I bought an iPad. I bought like on Song, which is like this this. uh Cool praise and worship leader app. <laughs> you, like all of your music's on it, so all my music's in one place, and I just like can whip it up and play whatever song I want. And I realized I, l- I know a lot more praise and worship songs than I thought I did.
0: Well, it's just chords. It is just chords, it's but like the same chords,
1: it's same chords. But that's the thing you got to find different words for the chords.
0: Oh, you know.
1: Um, but I I uh, I have never played this much in a short amount of time, and so I I finally have like calluses on my fingers. But my problem oh. is. My left hand's fingernails are like much shorter than my right hand because I forget to clip my right hand's fingernails.
0: How do you forget?
1: Because I'm just I'm just like oh I'm playing guitar and then my fingernails are getting in the way. Clip, 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 and then I don't.
0: You don't do it all at once. I
1: I, I just don't. Yeah. Th-
0: this is weird. Because in like my this. head,
1: in my head, I'm like I'm like I gotta get I gotta get these clipped and then I want to go back to playing guitar. But then these other ones. You're
0: you're in such a hurry to play guitar that you forget to groom the right half of your body. Yes. I,
1: <laughs> I don't trim the right I, half of my face.
0: I have my nothing beard. to say. To I I a, don't
1: no. I don't I don't wash my right armpit.
0: Um, my. <laughs> I'm not gonna respond till you're done with this tangent. I have
1: I have like one more that I could say, but I don't want to do it. I was gonna do like a butt joke, but I don't want to do a butt joke on the podcast.
0: That, thank we're goodness. above we're, this. We're above that. We're kind above of humor. that kind of humor. We've oh never made gosh, jokes like that before. I,
1: I saw myself. I saw myself in this in this young child yesterday. It was my friends, my friends' uh, young kids. Yeah, they they were running around, and we all sat down at this table. So they sat down too because they wanted to be adults. And I was like, "So, Lucas, what's your favorite subject in school?" You know, like very. I asked him a very adult question, and he was like, well, "I don't know." And then he looks at me and he just goes, "Poop." <laughs> <laughs> and I- had to not laugh I was the hardest thing i've ever done was like not and i was like oh no am i still a 10 year old like it's my favorite <laughs> subject poop i was like it is i was like is oh that no. is that funny to me but the thing was is it's like it was so pure because he had no irony in that like if right. i said that it would be under like seven layers of irony but he just said it because he thinks poop is funny, and it's that's something- why kids
0: are so is because there's there's no duplicity in them. There is they're no not. Du- they're not trying to get anything out they're of not you. They don't make a
1: point. <laughs> they don't
0: know enough about culture at large to be critical. <laughs> they just say what's on their mind.
1: Speaking of people who just say things that are on their mind. Oh wow! And shouldn't.
0: <laughs> so I was. Uh, this is actually a thought that I've been having a lot recently, and I wanted to bring it up. It's kind of it's. I'm gonna introduce like an idea to you, okay? Because I was thinking about this the other day, and you just made me think of it. But do you know how whenever there's like a oh gosh, we're gonna get—I feel like we're gonna get flamed for this. Okay, I kind of hope so because I kind of hope we do. It's like controversy. Here's the thing. We're only boost gonna our get numbers. we're
1: only gonna get flamed by people we don't like. I'm just kidding. That's not
0: true. That's not true. I'm sure there. I'm sure I'm gonna say something that's gonna make someone upset that we actually like and care about. But do you ever notice how? whenever there's some sort of post online, right? And it's from like a diocese or um, an apostolate or something that says, what do the youth want these days?
1: And And someone who's like a woke.
0: Every single time somebody will reply, we want tradition, capital T, the Latin mass, capital T, capital L, capital M, uh, and a return to, you know, the morals of the church or something like that. Everything's capitalized. Everything's immaculate. It's going to have 500 likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And anything that's not that is not going to get any likes. And so not that those things are bad. I'm not against those things. I'm not against tradition um, or the Latin mass. But I do think that there's an issue because I think that there are people posting these things online and then they're getting kind of brigaded in a way by people who are more traditionally minded. And they are seeing something that maybe is not an accurate reflection of reality. Because most of the young Catholics that I talk to in everyday life, Pat, are are not super hardcore Tracks. traditionalists. Yeah. I would say probably maybe 10, 5 to 10% of the young Catholics that I know, and I know a lot of young Catholics. Uh, are would fall into that category. The why do you overwhelming think that is? the well because I think that the th- why do you think the percentage is so small or why do you think that most of the people I know are not traditionalists?
1: Why do you think the percentage is so small? Because I would uh, say I would say the same even though I went to Franciscan. Like even right. though I they yeah
0: I think it's just because it <clears throat> I don't know. That's a that is a good question. I don't what know do you mean by hardcore
1: is. traditionalist? Because I mean
0: people who say that you I'm talking about people who are, who will go out of their way to go to a Latin mass. Like if there is a church that is near them that has a daily mass, but it's in English and it's the Novus Ordo, they will intentionally not go to that one and drive an hour across town to go to the one that's in Latin, Mm -hmm. Um, that sort of thing. Like who who are shaping their life around a Latin church, even if it's not convenient or close. Okay. That's what I, that's kind of the delinear for me. If like you're hardcore, then you're going out of your way to do these things and not, and not just, not oh, this just, is nice. Not you know, just this like,
1: is, oh, once in a while I go out to this church yeah, because yeah. I like it. Yeah.
0: It's like an everyday, you know, constantly talking about church politics, Cardinal Burke inside baseball, you know, what's going on in the Vatican. Okay. Yeah. That sort of thing. Being really into sort of the liturgy wars and. All of that, right? That's that's what I consider, and even that contingent is probably closer to five percent of the people that I know. It's so a small, small percentage. Yeah, and I only um,
1: know maybe like maybe like point zero five percent of the people that I know are like the are on the Novasordo is actually bad
0: yeah, side yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. There's like, not that many people that are like
1: that. This is going to be a very as Ethan said inside baseball podcast. So if you have no clue what we're talking about, please feel free to listen to our vast back catalog.
0: Yeah, listen to something else because this is something that we want to talk about because it really affects everything that we do in our daily lives. But it's kind of a weird thing to talk about if you know nothing about Catholicism. <laughs> so, and if you don't know anything, you feel free to listen in and learn because you might gain some insight. Yeah, because
1: you might have had a run in with someone that like right. made you think Catholicism sucks and so yeah. Anyway,
0: my whole point being, right, is that this vast minority is an extreme vocal majority. Oh yeah, in online in the in specifically in the online space, because we know, just looking around, that at our churches, looking at tithing numbers, looking at attendance numbers for mass, looking at all of those things, most of those people are not super, super, super into their faith. Just most Catholics, mm-hmm. right. I mean, there's that study that just came out, and this is kind of what's bringing up all these conversations, is the 26% of Catholics under 40 believe in the real presence of the Eucharist. Yeah. So. And they had a friggin' field day
1: with that. They were like, ha ha, yeah. not us.
0: And we so are. I'm trying to figure out, like, where, and, and then on top of all of this is this this political undercurrent, especially with the election ramping up, and then things happening like the shootings in Dayton and El Paso. That's causing um, people who are in that minority, in the traditional minority, to speak up a lot about certain things. And it, it has this weird, like, racial, ethnic undertone. And it's not all of them. Not everybody who goes to a Latin mass is about this, but I, we do see, like, a lot of the leaders in those movements kind of talking about things in a way that seems more political politically motivated than it is actually spreading the gospel yes. motivated and so it's i this is whole it's like a confluence of events and a whole storm of things that are all surrounded by the fact that ultimately what i'm trying to l- look at and try to understand is how we can go to the bishops and the apostles and the people and say hey this isn't actually like what the majority of young catholics are like because and not that we should get rid of tradition but just know that this isn't what most people are desiring, you know? This isn't what most people are actually saying. This is really just a lot of people online because I really think that that's true. And I don't know, and not to undermine them and not to say, oh, that the traditions are bad. We shouldn't, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we need a a more accurate representation of what young Catholics are actually saying and what young Catholics are actually thinking because right now, everywhere you look online, it's all tradition all the time. And that's just not, that's just not true to reality and so i think there's a lot to be said about all of those things but i'm just that's where that's my first point and i don't know what you think about it but i would okay. love to hear what you think about it
1: so while you're doing that i was doing a little bit of a little bit of research to to,
0: to i figured because you were quiet yeah that, to um, that you were reading something
1: i was i was merely i was merely looking up stuff that i want to use to support a point that i'm going to make later but not right now sure. um and i'm going to close this window because it's distracting and so um <laughs> I think another distinction needs to be made between Definitely. people who draw party lines and people who don't and it's funny because that is kind of a line but like <laughs> there's yeah I, I I noticed I've noticed that um trads some some traditionals that I've met uh they they consider themselves a conservative in all in all walks of life right yeah they're they're not only not only do they are they conservative in the sense that they believe that we should return to the way that the church was in the 1960s, but also the way America was pre-1960, mm-hmm. um, even though they weren't alive? Yeah. Um, and there's there seems to be a line where these the vocal, the vocal minority appears to be, they're also very Republican. Mm-hmm. And I was trying not to say that word because as, yeah. as, as Father Anthony says, as Father Anthony says, the words, the word mm-hmm. Jesus and Eucharist don't get us fired up as much as the word Republican, Republican and Democrat, and Democrat, conservative, yeah. liberal, progressive. Yeah. Remember when progressives were a thing like that was a thing that everyone was like, they talking about the progressives. You I only
0: re- I only remember Geico. I don't really think about progressive that much.
1: There you go. Um,
0: um,
1: but yeah, so the, the article of, that you sent also me,
0: along that line, just want to say a lot of Trump support, too. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that's I don't think that's something that we can ignore.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 something that it's something that uh, at least <laughs> not necessarily his beliefs, actions, but the way that he presents his ideas. Mm-hmm. The way that he carries himself and the way that he talks mm-hmm. about and to people are are have kind of been inherited by this group. Yes. And that that strikes me as dangerous. Yeah. This this idea that like, "Oh, I'm right. If you disagree with me, you're triggered." If you disagree with me, Mm -hmm. you're you're this or that or the other thing.
0: You're a liberal. You're a. You're a boomer. You're a Susan. You're a. That's that's the worst. I hate that so much. I
1: just. Oh man. Oh please pray for whoever started that Twitter account because they are going to spend a long time in purgatory if they don't repent.
0: The the Susan from the parish council Twitter account is what we're referring to. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's that
1: account is just so divisive and mean and even even if you believe that such a person exists and I know people have talked about like old church ladies that that are that are wrong yeah
0: right absolutely oh yeah
1: you know it's okay to be wrong right it like, is
0: okay to be wrong it's also okay to learn more about where they're coming from and actually yeah. engage in a relationship with them instead of standing at a distance and saying wow isn't this person really really't this person
1: an idiot because if you <laughs> if if a person thinks that there is not there is no difference between me and the bishop at all. Mm-hmm. If a person does think there is no difference between a protestant and a buddhist, like they talk about her saying if she believes that there should be women priests, etc. Those things are wrong, she is wrong. That's that she should not have a teaching she should not have a teaching responsibility in the church, let not all of you be teachers. But mm-hmm. there there's no reason why someone can't struggle with a teaching of the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and still be a part of your parish. Yeah. There's no reason why someone can struggle with or disagree with the teaching of the church, and still receive communion, unless they're actively dissenting to it and saying, "I do not believe this." Yeah, you know that—that's like a formal renunciation of the faith. But if they're like, "I just don't understand why women can't be priests," they can still receive the Eucharist mm-hmm. because they're still part of you, even though they disagree. And yeah. it's like those disagreements aren't something that are good or, and they're—they are divisive and they're bad. But like, that doesn't make the person bad. And and these this kind of attitude and it's definitely it's definitely fueled by more than just traditional catholicism it's fueled by by this vitriol of the internet is that like they are the other and mm-hmm. so we have to just relentlessly show that we are better than them in every way and it's basically just like honestly it's just intellectual masturbation it's just yeah. man we're so cool and awesome and everyone else sucks and we're the best and that's harsh words but it's true mhm <sighs>
0: So, Man. the reason me and Pat are talking about this is because I saw a reddit post on the Catholicism subreddit today,
1: which is <laughs> just another horrible place to go,
0: <laughs> yeah, which i I use less and less as as I
1: and find myself becoming happier and happier,
0: yes, exactly, but it's <laughs> it was it it struck me because sometimes I'll click on things that I like know that I'm gonna disagree with on there because. I'm re- I really just try to keep up with what's going on. I try to actually dialogue with a lot of people on there and just say, like, why do you think this and what's going on? To the extent that it doesn't make me a miserable wreck, Yeah. obviously. Um, but I, I try to, you know, just as much as I can because I don't want to just say, oh, those people are all bad. So I still go there and I still try to engage. And so I click this and I say it's, it's a post that says we need to be careful about the language we use. Yeah. And it's someone who identifies as a traditionalist, you know, all these things. And he's talking about the recent the mass shootings. Um, and he says that the the subreddit just has a real problem with saying or using language that is that comes from people that are on the alt right. And so this this is like super internet. you know, if you are not involved in any sort of forums or anything, you will have no clue what any of this is. But it's this is real stuff that's affecting how people think about others, about how they talk about real issues, and about how they interact with people who are not exactly like them. So they say things like, Based or that's red pilled or that's blue pilled or, um, that guy is a beta. He's not an alpha. That yeah. person's been, that person's been cucked. Um, even something like saying Deus volt, um, is, it was kind of a meme for a while, but and now it, it has
1: got co-opted and, and bad. now it got
0: co-opted to mean other things. And so, um, and he also kind of calls out, um, And I know that Catching Foxes have talked about this, so that makes me feel a little bit safe because we can hide behind our big brothers. Um, But (laughs) they talk about Taylor Marshall. Yeah. They talk about One Peter Five um, and just all these websites that kind of lean and these people who are very, very popular who lean in that direction. and. Uh, it's it's he really just calls the people out on that subreddit. He says this is not edifying because people are linking the Catholic Church to extreme alt-right violence. Yeah, it's like actually that is a really bad thing. You know, And we have to look at how on earth do we get to this point and why are people insisting on using this language? And why are people insisting on adopting these sort of ideas and things? Does it make them feel like they're a part of something? Does it make it feel yeah. like they're validated? I mean, I think it's a it's a combination of all of these things. But to me, just reading the Gospels every day and then seeing the language that these people are using, it's like wh- where is the wh- – where the Venn diagram should be – is two separate circles of how somebody who's a Christian should talk. You know what I mean? Yeah and i'm like i am baffled at how it got to this point where somebody had to step up and say hey guys i am a latin mass goer i'm a traditionalist but you guys need to cool it you know and it's it's the most popular yeah. post on the on the subreddit right now and everybody's saying stuff and i think hopefully people agree but uh, i think a lot of people are going to disagree and so i'm just that's what me and patrick started talking about it so
1: yeah i it, just i just at, at the very worst it, at, at the very at the very like the worst end of it it is legitimately racist non-catholic and mm-hmm. hor- in a horrible way that that evil has infiltrated the church dialogue at mm-hmm. the at best it's bad <laughs> you know it's just it's either like oh this is a bad thing or mm-hmm. it's actually very bad because i don't i think something happened in the alt right internet where it was like people I don't think they started off racist overtly and then people Mm -hmm. called them racist and then they kind of adopted racism as a meme Mm -hmm. or like they're like, oh, let's just be, oh, they, racism, they they became, people become so obsessed with, uh, with offending people. And in in this in this circle, they they become they become obsessed with with making a point and getting people emotional and angry. And they found out a way they could do that is by being sexist and racist. And I think yeah. they kind of just took. And this isn't this isn't traditional Catholic. I'm talking about this is like the alt right. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. They they kind of adopted racism and sexism as a way to to poke at people. And mm-hmm. it seems to have like just leaked into the way that that we interact because. You yeah. see you see like uh, taking a conservative stance people make sweeping um like the shoulders thing oh mm-hmm. i saw a woman in, where she was showing her shoulders in mass and i had to tell her like to stop and, and or or people were saying like priests should not be friends with lay people it's like these very traditionalist um traditionalist takes are 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 worded in such a way that are that are meant to incite and and make mm-hmm. people angry and upset and that's not how christ talked to people
0: yeah, and then they, well, you know, you know how they, you to know to how they fair, respond to that, right? How,
1: how, like, oh, that's not how Christ talks to people. Like, Jesus wasn't nice. Yeah, Jesus wasn't nice. Yeah, but he was a kind person. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't have hot takes.
0: Yeah, well, he did. He did say things that shocked and odd. I mean, this that's is my fair. body. This is my blood. People, that was a hot take. If there that's ever was fair. one, yeah. You know, and so but he he did it when he knew that it was appropriate and he knew that that was the exact right time to use it. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's what we don't understand is like, oh, Jesus said this. Well, he also knew everything. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't. And you don't. And so it's unless you have really prayed and developed the virtue of prudence. Intentionally, uh, specifically about what you're posting and what you're saying, I don't think that you can just claim that that's correct, right? Because I mean, Jesus had the perfection of all the virtues, and we have to build those virtues over time. Yeah, and so you you probably don't have it. You probably just don't. And so I'm, um, I, but I do think that on the other end of the spectrum, right? You have the the super far left people who are who don't who say things that are not meant to incite anybody, right? They it's like, oh, well. Jesus would accept and welcome this person and this person. We need to, it's it's like generic stuff that's like, wow, you know, that sounds really nice. That sounds really good. But it's not so authentic. I, it's not authentic. Yeah. It's not real. It's not actually true in some cases. Um, because there are times when Jesus just didn't welcome people. Like he went to his town and he had to dust off his feet and walk away because they they weren't listening to him and they weren't accepting what he was saying and so they he was like throw All him right. off a cliff. yeah uh, they tried to <laughs> throw him off a cliff and so he passed through their midst and bailed um and so there's it's it's definitely we need to we need to come more to the center and i think a lot of people understand that but then they'll still say yeah i, w- I want to be in the center but you know what about this yeah. but what about that it's like it's not as it doesn't matter hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I I want to read you this this comment on the post that I just saw. It kind of goes along with what you were saying, but anyone who thinks the alt-right isn't attempting to shoehorn their way in traditional Catholic circles needs to pay better attention. Every day there are threads on slash poll, which is on 4chan, about TLM. Most disturbing, TLM is always recommended as a place to pick up women. They're seeking to form religion around their politics, not the other way around. I agree that there should be backlash against the heretical modernist garbage creeping its way into dioceses worldwide, but taking things in the racially charged, violently fantasizing direction they're attempting to steer the church into ain't it. And I, I think that's terrifying. Like, I don't go on 4chan, but this guy apparently does, and... If people are trying to, I, I, this is always, it's always a joke of like, oh, you're just a traditionalist for the aesthetic, but it's actually like real. People are seeing the Latin mass. They're seeing something that's distinctly European. They're seeing something that's distinctly, uh, old, right? It's not modernist. Yeah. It's not, it yeah. has not have anything to do with what's going on now. And they're saying, wow, this could be a place for me, but for all of the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. It's it's not like, oh, this is the ancient mass of the saints that I'm going to encounter Jesus Christ in. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this is what white people in Europe were doing um, before feminists came around. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what they're saying. And that's – you can make the argument like, oh, as long as they're coming to mass, that's good. And I I do agree with that to an extent. Like, if they have an encounter with Jesus Christ because of some totally misformed ideas, great, awesome. The Lord can work in tons of ways. But – the the fact that that's the case right and people it's spreading to the point where it's infecting the the dialogue and the way that people are talking about things is kind of like disconcerting and i think that traditionalists are too quick to discount that element yeah it's like oh it's just a couple of crazies a really good example is roosh okay do you know roosh I don't know Roosh.
1: I didn't know him until this happened, but he used this this pickup artist who wrote a bunch of books on how to pick up women. He had a conversion to maybe just Christianity. I don't know if it was specifically okay. Catholicism, but yeah. now a lot of his tweets, most of his tweets, are just like, "Oh, um, women should wear this," or like, "If you, mm-hmm. if you, if you like, are wearing this sort of thing, you're you're at fault for men." Uh, not being able to control himself sexually one of the weirdest ones was he posted a picture of an amish woman or husband and he like went on for like three tweets about how awesome it was that like only he knew the curves of her body and i'm like Uh, buddy buddy uh, buddy buddy, cut it out and so it's one of those things where it's like he took he took a traditional Mm -hmm. thing and he he kind of morphed it into his perversions right because he didn't really change he just swung Right? He just swung to a different side instead of being openly yes, about— there's
0: no, Yes, there's no—yes, this is exactly it, right? Yeah. There's no transformation that occurs. There's no conforming to Christ that occurs. It's literally just taking my personality and going from one side of the spectrum to the other side of the spectrum, or just choosing which side I'm going to be on. It's there's rotating no, the world around you. Yes, yeah. it's, and that's. I think that's the, the key problem, is that they're not looking to be transformed by Jesus Christ, but they're looking to— Fit into a culture that they feel at home in.
1: Okay, and do you want th- this? This your transitions just very well into what I was researching earlier. Okay, keep, so keep it up. I I went on to one Peter five Church militant and Taylor Marshall's website because we're okay. about to put them all on blast. And awesome. what su- what sucks is that what sucks is that uh catching foxes and clerically speaking, both already kind of denounce these people, um, and and their and yes. their missions, uh, and they are. They have much more clout than we do. First of all, those are two very holy, good and holy priests. Um, Gomer is an international speaker. Luke is awesome. Uh, He's not an international speaker, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) Um, Luke has Luke has enough emotions to to cover for the other three. Exactly in that list, like he is. He believes what he's saying, buddy.
1: But I I want I literally I feel I feel like I need to do everything in my own power to make people aware of what's going on. In these ministries, mm-hmm. if you can call them that. Okay, so what you said about it's just about they're about culture and they're not about Jesus. Um, 1 Peter 5 exists to be to play as a place to begin rebuilding the Catholic ethos. We mm. want to restore Catholic culture, rebuild the church as a patron of the arts, reinvigorate the family and the traditions that keep it strong, reform the liturgy, support vocations, dust off old traditions. We want to help infuse the world with beautiful music, et cetera, et cetera now they say something about the eucharist strong communities and a new generation of catholics who can bring the gospel message to a world hostile to that message okay so two things in two two words in that in that paragraph were about jesus the eucharist mm-hmm. and the gospel yeah um it was a parish centered around the eucharist that's a good thing mm-hmm. um bring the gospel to a message that's to a world that's hostile to that message right it's it's Absolutely. it's not really about bringing people to the the truth it's about it's about showing everyone how right we are mm. and they mentioned culture before the gospel they mentioned being yeah. a patron of the arts before they mentioned the eucharist see this is just maybe it's yeah. just a case of bad mission statement writing maybe this is on their website by the way it could be just a case of bad mission statement writing like someone was feeling really hot and bothered and like very self-righteous um that day and they decided to write that and they didn't think about it but i i think i think this is a point that you were making earlier before we started the show is that this um it's it's becoming more and more about culture and less about the gospel and mm-hmm. this is the this is the point that the the blog made or the article made is that um the it seems that the secular alt right sees this as a race issue yeah and they they see it as a race issue and they they want they want to be racist like abso- absolutely they want to be racist yeah and uh the the message has been kind of veiled and presented to catholics as it's a culture issue it's not about yeah it's it's just it's just because they're muslim it's not because they're arab or it's just because it's just because they're protestant it's not because they're black but Mm -hmm. it's it's culture faith and um and race are just intertwined this article says that exactly it's like they are intertwined and it's hard it's hard to take them apart and so when you when you say like oh we want to change the culture that's of an extremely. I want. I want this to be clear. That's an extremely American idea. Yes. That is. That's really not a Catholic idea. To change a culture, in the sense that, because mm-hmm. the, the Catholic
0: s- idea would be to inherit the culture, right? exactly.
1: It would be to like to be to be to incorporate the culture. Yes. Um. When, when Junipero Serra went to california right or when San Francis saint francis xavier went to oh my gosh where did he go i don't know there was a there was another there was a saint who like india went to the, he went to india yeah sure yeah he wasn't like he wasn't like oh man these people don't wear don't wear uh, don't wear stockings <clears throat> we gotta we gotta make sure they start wearing the right european clothes if they want to be they want to be catholic you know yeah. it was that that that's culture that's what culture yes. is and so we don't we, need, need to need change to, the culture. They
0: need to eat like us. They need to talk like us. Yeah. They need to have the same hobbies and the same passions. Their gender
1: roles need to be the exact same as mm-hmm, ours. Mm-hmm. That's another thing.
0: A lot of culture. Like their education system needs to be exactly the same. Their priorities. Their, I mean. Their economy. Their, their, yeah, 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 yeah. Their political system. All that stuff, right? needs to be and exactly
1: so, the same as ours because mm-hmm. we are the best and we are the right ones. Um, so yeah, like so these- you are right
0: in the fact that, you know, Jesus Christ and that they might not, but that's, I mean, that your goal should be to introduce Jesus Christ to them in a way that they can have a relationship with him in their life. Yeah. This is a problem. This is kind of a tangent, but it's, I think it's worth noting. This is a problem in my, in mission work too, is that the culture of a college campus, right? Cultures across college campuses are all very different. And so focus missionaries kind of have. In a smaller way, right? It's not as drastic as going to another country, but in a small way, going from where you went to school and the culture there to the school that you're assigned to and the culture there, and you have to um, bring the gospel with you, right? And so my struggle is I think I, I tried too hard to change the culture last year at Tulsa. Um, and that's fine. That's like a natural inclination of like, oh, I need to make this the way that things were before because I know that they were good before and that they worked. Yeah, so it's it's really easy to think that this is just on a micro scale, something you can really easily see. But I was talking to a good friend of the podcast, Tracy Tebow, and she was telling me about I think it was some seminarian or a priest that was that was doing some exegesis on the road to Emmaus, and this has shook me. It's changed everything, Pat. It's do you know on the road to Emmaus the two dudes? Right, and they're talking about, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, blah, oh, this is going. Jesus died. What do we do now? And then Jesus rolls up, and he's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "Have you not heard of what's going on in the world?" And Patrick, do you know kind of where they were supposed to be going? Where they were supposed to be going to Jerusalem, right? It was yeah. it was time for it was the it was the festival time, right? That's when Passover. That's when the crucifixion happened. Um. But they're they're actually it says in the gospel that they're walking away from Jerusalem, okay? Mm. And Jesus knows that they're supposed to be going to Jerusalem, right? He knows that these are disciples that there's time it's time for festival. They need to get ready for the, in, the church and all these things, right? He knows that Jerusalem is the place to be. But what does Jesus do? He doesn't start with, "Hey, you guys are going the wrong way. Let's turn around while we walk." He walks with them. He walks in the wrong direction with them, until. At a certain point, he's able to break open the scriptures, break open the bread with them, and then they realize exactly what he, who he is and what he's done, and then they go to Jerusalem on their own after he's, he's disappeared. And I think that story tells a lot, a lot about how we interact with people who have different culture than us, different ideas than us, different ways of living than us.
1: Or even different false beliefs.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because we have to do what Christ did, which was walk in the wrong direction with these people so that we can get to know them, get to a place where we can share the gospel in its fullness with them and allow for an opportunity for them to radically like change Absolutely. their life. And so this, to go back to your point, right, this is how the, the culture war from the traditional side, you know, anti-modernism, anti-feminism, anti-liberalism, whatever it is, right, they're losing this battle because they're refusing to walk in the wrong direction. They're refusing to... Uh, step out of their their box that they've created, refusing to step yeah. out of their their fortified position, right? Which is getting more and more fortified by the day because more and more people are coming around to this way of thinking. And certainly, I don't want to put too much stock into the whole, you know, Trump is emboldening racists and all that stuff. That might be true. That might not be true. I don't. I think it could be. I don't know. I think I he's wa-
1: emboldening jerks.
0: Yeah, that too. I don't want to say too much about Trump because I don't really care. Yeah, but. I think that has given a boost to that sort of mindset and that sort of thinking of we need to be set in our position and we need to set up stakes. And anybody who comes near, we shout at them to get away or we force them to join us. And that's, I mean, (laughs) Uh that's kind of how he won the 2016 election, to be honest. And that's how people are looking at even like the way that 1 Peter 5 talks about you know, spreading the gospel. It's this idea of we need to transform the culture and then we can bring the, the, the gospel to them, even if they're still hostile instead of walking with the culture in the wrong direction. It's the art of accompaniment. It's the art of solidarity, right? Yeah. There's th- those things that Pope Francis and John Paul II talk about and Benedict talk about that people just seem to kind of forget because they think those are niceties, but those are actually real cultural ways to, uh, to, to, to change things, right? Because we do want to change things. We want Jesus to be the center of everyone's life because, so that they can go to heaven because that's because good.
1: Here's the thing, you stupid Galatians. Tell me, Pat. I, You silly, silly intellectuals, you didn't learn the lesson. I'm speaking directly to you, you who see yourself in this sentence. You thought that this culture war, this battle for the faith was a war fought in the mind, but it's a war fought in hearts, okay? Whoa. Christ convicts the heart. He doesn't give a flying fart about how smart you are. He knows more than you do, so he does not care. He mm-hmm. loves you, and he wants you to love him. Yeah, right. Please, for the love of God, stop educating yourself to try and like thro- to try and like hit people with apologetics. All right, like if you're if you're <laughs> if you're Catholic heroes wear suits and ties right now, you need to chill out and pray to some saints. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. And like because mm. you can see the fruits. Of these ministries, all right, because there are some there are some incredible, incredibly intellectual men and women who have just revolutionized and like revolutionized evangelization. Catholic Answers is awesome. They're great. Absolutely. Scott Hahn has probably had a hand in the conversion of like thousands of people.
0: Scott Walker Hahn.
1: And he has he has books out with like two different like several different publishers and brief
0: guest of the crunch live.
1: Yeah right, <laughs> almost almost guess, and like the, these these people are these people are pretty intellectual right. So mm-hmm. there's there is hope for you. Yeah, but the problem is that these sites that were that we're talking about and that have become the bane of my existence over the past couple of years, um, one Peter Five especially Steve Skojec Church Militant Michael Voris Taylor Marshall. You guys all need to repent because this is ridiculous. Every every article on the front page of Church Militant right now is about the church, not. It's not about the culture. It's about, Mm-mm. oh, look at how Notre Dame sucks. Look at how much yeah. Franciscan sucks. Look at how much Pope Francis sucks. And, look at all the
0: corruption in the Vatican. Look, look at, at all how the corruption in the Vatican. The, Taylor the Marshall, bishops aren't doing the right thing. The cardinals aren't doing the right thing. Look at how Cardinal Syrah is the only one that's saying things that are good. Like, Taylor, Taylor Marshall wrote a whole book, a whole
1: companion piece to the Da Vinci Code about how people, people infiltrated the church, literally— Nothing, nothing but nothing but um, nothing scandal but net, on one Peter five. Look, like this is just sowing discord among the faithful. in mm-hmm. in in uh, in Proverbs six it says that God hates seven things. One of them is those who sow discord among the brethren. So if you're sowing discord among the Catholic Church, God hates you.
0: Are we sowing discord right now? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. We just have to make sure because I don't want people who are in that world who are traditionalists to say oh the crunch hates us yeah right? i don't hate anybody We well, don't that's hate not anybody. true
1: no that's not true i'm 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 here's the thing i have an axe to grind with a lot of people and i do hate people but it's not because i'm just it's because i'm stupid that's the thing and mm. i think i think i think that i think that that i guess i'll say this next is like if I've ever gotten angry with you or you feel personally offended by what I've said, I'm, I'm sorry because honestly, like sometimes, sometimes when I come at people, I'm rude and it's unjust. And so like, it's, true. it's just this, this, like this really makes me angry. And it's just these, these specific people, just these specific people have made such a public spectacle and have made a living off of hurting the church. And so that's why this upsets me. If you if you are a fan of any of these people, don't lump yourself in with them. Just understand they're dangerous, and you should be aware of that. Um,
0: I have no doubt yeah. that Taylor Marshall, Steve Skojek, uh who else were we talking about? Uh, oh, Michael Voris. Michael Voris. I have no doubt that they can write and say things that are good. I have no doubt in my mind because they um,
1: they're genuinely smart people, which is which is what which is what I was talking about. Is like. They are genuinely smart people people who don't understand that this is not a battle of the mind. It's the heart.
0: And they clearly have a desire, right? So it it might be misconstrued and misinformed and aimed in the wrong direction, but they have a desire for Jesus to be known, right? They, or else they wouldn't do it, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so deep, deep down, maybe not even that deep, um, I, I do believe that all of them are capable of, yeah, saying good things. It's just that most of the time now, what they're saying is not helpful. And so if if they do, if they do say something that's good, don't just be like, oh, well, this is one good thing that they said, so everything yeah. that people have criticized them about is invalid. That's a bad way to look at things. Look at the way that they're saying things, look at their main focus, look at what they're Um, constantly going back to, constantly sort of repeating because those tend to be the things that they care most about. And just be honest. Is this something that I want in my life? Is this something that I want to consume? Is this something that I want affecting how I speak to other people, how I talk online, how I talk in my workplace? I think the you can be super well-formed on apologetics. You can be super well-formed on why moral relativism is wrong, why modernism is wrong, why third-wave feminism is wrong, why um, you know, the, the current American democratic agenda is, is incorrect, um, why Bernie Sanders is whatever. You can have all the right thoughts on those things. But the, the fact of the matter is, is when someone comes to you, like someone came to me just last weekend and says, you're a Catholic, right? And I say, yeah. He said, what do you think about gay people? Because I'm in a homosexual relationship. And somebody comes to you and asks you that question, you can't just dunk on them. Yeah. You cannot You like, can't do it. <laughs> you can say you can say why you believe what you believe and you can kind of explain the church teaching if they're if they're curious, right? But at the end of the day, the person is not asking you that question because they want to be proven wrong or they want you to prove something that you think is correct. They want to be loved because they've said that to people and they haven't been loved. Yeah. And so th- this whole exercise, apologetics is great, right? If you, if, you ha- if you know people that are grounded enough in reality to have good debates and discussions on what is true and what is not true, awesome. Like that's what a university is for. Hopefully you, you know people at your schools, in your workplaces to, that can have those conversations. But apologetics are not training for the one-off conversations where someone is literally just looking to be loved. By Jesus Christ, and you can be that channel of that love. And instead of doing that, you're you're deciding to talk about how the Latin mass is correct and how Susan is is so wrong. <laughs> like that's do you see the disconnect? Like yeah, it's authentic, just that's that's what the, that's what's being promoted, is what I'm saying. Like that's the, yeah. the attitude that's being promoted. That's what I've seen even from other missionaries who get sucked into the vortex, right? <laughs> they they think that this is the answer. And I'm just gonna tell you right now that tradition is not the answer, liturgy is not the answer, apologetics is not the answer, Jesus Christ is the answer. And if you're not praying and if you're not reading the gospels, then you're then you and you're not attending mass faithfully, it doesn't matter what right. Yeah. Then you're not gonna know Jesus Christ and you're not gonna be able to to actually preach and proclaim truth. Okay. But even so, all of
1: those things serve the gospel. Yes, that's true.
0: <laughs> yes, that's but, what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say yeah. anything wrong.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but I I every every time every time someone talks about and I'm I'm going to say this first, apologetics is supposed to be about removing barriers to the faith. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be about showing people how wrong they are. So a, a true apologist when someone approaches them with that would talk would give them the gospel, the fact that like Christ created your body, good, and we've sinned. So Mm -hmm. the body is rebelled against itself. And so this might be one of the ways that this rebellion has manifest itself in you. I don't know. There's really no way. There's really no way to like do that perfectly because everybody, everybody has different relationships. Yep. Regardless. Um, Liturgy, tradition, all of these things serve the gospel. Yeah. The gospel is Christ is supreme. Christ is king. This is, he is the most important thing and people loving him is the most important thing that's you have to and then you can talk about multiple things you can talk about liturgy reform and you can talk about church politics and you can talk about all these things but if you forget that primary truth then you've lost yep you've lost you've lost the war in your own heart because yep. that's actually where the battlefield is the battlefield mm-hmm. is in your own heart yeah um and and it's 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 incredibly important to to keep to keep that supreme truth of Christ in mind when talking about things because if you, if you fight about whether or not we should um, keep the sign of peace in the liturgy and you get really heated with a friend, maybe you're having like a really, a really spirited debate about the history of the, of, the, of the sign of peace. I don't know why you would want to talk about that, but at least at the end of the day, you can say, at least Christ is king. Regardless of whether or not the sign of peace is in the mass, at least Christ is king, mm-hmm. right? But when that's lost, you can say, wow, I can't believe my friend is a modernist. <laughs> and i can't believe i yeah. hate him now yeah um yeah because because these sites these sites do that like the the whole the whole thing with um uh church militant went after the president of franciscan they just laid into him for like a couple months and he ended up mm-hmm. resigning not directly because of that but i'm sure it wasn't i'm sure it, it didn't yeah. help and look at what you did like you really like not just ruined a man's life you didn't ruin it because he's fine but it's like you really hurt someone.
0: Yeah. You made someone over, quit their you hurt job. Like a really, and, and That's like a father, real world impact of yeah. something that appears. Cause it, when it's online, it's like, Oh, this doesn't affect anything, but yeah. it, it's actually very damaging.
1: And like father Sean was my regular confessor for about a, for not maybe like a couple semesters. And mm-hmm. he's a good man. He's a good and holy man. And he oh, cares absolutely. about the church and he cares about his, he cares about his flock, which was 2000 college students. And he cared about the legacy, but then in the comments of those articles, all you would see was, "Well, Franciscan has fallen," and it's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, just th- people. People want people want perfection, and they they wanted to just, they wanted to just write something off because they don't want to even come to brush with something they disagree with, and it's 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 hurting the church. So anyway, I don't. I think that might be all I have to say. Yeah, it's a good way to get your blood pressure up in the morning.
0: My blood pressure is really low. Yeah? Uh, not really. I don't know what it's at. I just think, yeah, I just think we all have to return to prayer. and Absolutely. That's the only solution. If you're, if you're trying to, if you're running a website or even if you're running a Twitter account that claims to be Catholic and you're trying to tweet truths about the faith and you're not praying every day, and I'm talking about like 30 minutes of mental prayer, you know what I yeah. mean? Like not just... I love the rosary, but you can't just like pray the rosary and say, all right, I'm good for the day, you know, because yeah. it's, it's just different and we can get into that some other time, but yeah, I want, yeah. I, just, I just want the church to be good and I want it to be filled <laughs> with good people who know of their sinfulness, but know of the father's mercy even more. And so it's just, yeah. Yeah that's all i have to say i don't i'm glad i'm glad that we talked about this it's super something that most people just have no ideas going on and no, most people yeah. just don't care about it but
1: but we care about it so they probably listened yeah um, people listen when you care about something i Anchor, care i i i hope i hope that like at least some of this made you a little angry just like i wasn't I, even I if even make...
0: if it made you angry at us tell us yeah we want to keep the, the thing, discussion like, going
1: Anger and anger and fear are good things not because they stick around but because they should motivate us towards something mm-hmm. and anger the thing that makes the thing that will make us different than the vorusees and Skojiks mm-hmm. is if when we get angry we pray in response
0: anger is a motivation to exercise the justice or the the virtue of justice and fear is an opportunity to exercise the virtue of courage so if anything, It's leading you closer to being like Jesus. If you remember the cross, yeah, I need to remember remember the cross more. The cross, we all do. Hey, happy uh, Feast Day of Saint Teresa Benedict of the Cross. Is that today, Edith Stein, baby? Edith Stein is that is today today
1: or the day this is going up?
0: Oh, it's today, the Friday, the the ninth, the ninth of of, August. Yeah,
1: man, that's great, Edith Stein. Shout out, she's like, she's like. she's freaking awesome i don't know she's like one of the biggest reasons why i was able to finish my thesis so shout out to her she's probably theses um my my two theses my theses i'm so mad Um, i gave a talk i gave a talk on that nice a couple of days ago i gave a talk on masculine and feminine virtue and it was well received and i'm doing it again on the 22nd so
0: i wish i had a canned talk that i could give well, it's not canned. I gave it for the first time then, and then I'm doing it again everything has to be put for it to be canned it's got to be put in the can first time
1: <laughs> the so. reason I'm, the reason i'm the reason I'm doing it twice is because I want to get it I want to get it down so that when I start writing the book I'll know what the flow is like mm. and so I can give so i can so I can like have this talk go with the book right you know it's it's a it's a long con we're doing I get
0: you well great I need to go pack. I have to leave in three hours oof and I need to put. I don't have anything packed. <laughs> my
1: my boss at Father Anthony Sharapa texted me right when we started. Hey, are you around? And so I have to go.
0: You to have work. to go work. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as always, if you love us and you want to continue to support us with what we're doing, uh, we want to keep. The more money that we make on Patreon, the more that we are going to be able to do because it will be worth more of our time, right? That's just the the reality. And so if you want more of us, if you want us to watch a movie together and have a live commentary soundtrack that you can listen to and it'd be like we're (laughs) all three of us watching a movie together, donate on Patreon because that's – we were talking about that on the live stream because we did a live stream this week and it was the worst experience of my life. Guys, so, I think
1: I could convince him to do another one. Honestly, he, I think I he think could. he I think he liked it the first time we did it, just not the second time we did I it. I just
0: hate the technical aspect of not knowing what the heck I'm doing, but thinking that I do, and then everybody posting and tweeting and saying, "Ethan, this is wrong," and so it just makes <laughs> me feel like an idiot live to ten to twelve people. Um, but yeah, feel free give us a give us a look on Patreon if you like what you see, if you like what you're listening to. Maybe if you don't like what you're listening to, feel free to take away money from us and give it to someone else. That's fine. Um, Don't feel obligated. Uh, Yeah, I'm about to go to Tulsa, so please pray for me as I begin second year of mission. And as always, pray for Patrick because he works with high schoolers, and they are (laughs) crazy. They are. They also think poop is pretty funny. (laughs) There's four stages of just being a kid like when you're a newborn, you just poop and you laugh because that's all you know how to do. And then when you're like seven, you just say poop because you don't know any better. And then when you're 14, you say poop because you think you're edgy. And then when you're 23, you say poop because it's ironic. <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Don't don't be mad at us. <laughs> Get glad.
1: And if and if I I th- this is a serious thing. If I cross the line. Let me know, and I will publicly repent.
0: If I cross the line, don't let me know because I don't want anyone if, to.
1: If Ethan cross the line, let Ethan know. Sorry, if Ethan cross the line, let me know, and then <laughs> I'll hold it over his head that I know something
0: he doesn't. Oh, gosh, that sounds terrible. Please just let me know. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week.